This lump. Ah. Life for the whole person. Black star. Life is a cold verse. Fight for the whole person. Cause life yes, is a cold verse. Yes, Fight for the whole person. Cause life Mathematics is a cold verse. Mathematics is still in the hour of chaos and God, power, love. Top of the tower of Babylon. Great, great, still gating, elevate above all hating, all things. Grace, enthusiasm, sincerity, passion, known through the classes and masses, massive. Welcome, everybody, to Jeff versus the World Presents. I'm not Dave Wrestling Podcast, episode number three. This week, I have Keita and Jay from the Keita and Jay show. Uh, how's it going? going good it's going real good thanks for having us on of course well yes first and foremost before we get started uh tell everybody uh what it is that you do everything that is that you do and where they can find you on social media i'll let keto um do that Uh, okay you know i I guess i am keto in the keto and j show so i had to you know do the whole load like uh smackdown does for raw but it's, it's okay but uh, what we do is we talk about a professional wrestling um, every week, and other topics come as well. We on the Twitter at the Keaton and J Show, also on Facebook. We on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, whatever else you can find us at. And we've been doing that show for like four years now. And that's the general I could get for you. And you want me to get more in detail, Jeff? Oh, please, get a little more detail for the people. Oh, okay. I mean, you said sixty minutes. I was trying to, you know, make sure you get all your topics in. I mean, listen, just, uh, I'm, just I'm don't. Curtis. You don't worry about time. You just go. I got the time. Nah, okay. All right. Y- y'all heard that, right? Okay. So he's doing like power. You know, the new show with two hours, by the way. But no, we started our show in 2015. Myself and Mr. J. Giles. Um, I was on Twitter one day, and I was like, "Hey, I would like to start a podcast." And he responded. Before that, we was always interact with each other on Twitter, and I think he wrote an article about Roman Reigns. I believe that was the year 2015, and uh, that's why like. I really remember us deeply like, talking about wrestling. And then uh, our first conversation, actually, it could have been a podcast because we was on the phone for like probably what, an hour or two. <laughs> an hour and a half, two, almost two hours. Yeah. yeah. And then he was like, what is Skype? And I was like, well, I heard of it before because I did a show with my friend Peter Day. And it was more like, a, okay, he, he at me up to do it. You know, he was like, okay, he put five under me to do a podcast. And ever since then, me and Jay been doing a podcast about wrestling. Once upon a time, we had Ring of Honor, all types of different wrestling shows. We had that much time back in the day. Now, we just have enough time for our, our weekly show, which we do every week. Except for the month of October, we do take, I do a takeover, the key to the takeover month, and he does it in November. But not this year. Things happen, but whatever. But uh, we just talk about wrestling, other things that comes to mind. We literally drag our show probably for like two hours sometimes. We push it, we get the two hours and a half. But uh, we just love interacting with each other and just love having guests. And we just talk about professional wrestling. It's just, it's, it's always a, um, it's, it's like a, a good prediction. No, 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 no. I paused for a reason. I'm about to cough. It's like a prediction for us because it's like, oh, you're going to talk about wrestling, but which way are you going to go? Because most shows, they do like a detail of news and like a detail of Raw or SmackDown. We used to do that. And I was like, I don't like that. I like to just do highlights. 
and we basically have guests um, whenever we have the opportunity. And we just have fun with our show. We love to have guests and stuff like that. Now I'm just rambling because what else? I don't have nothing else to discuss about our show. I mean, we do a four, we do an anniversary show every year, and uh, the the background of that Jeff is like it, it makes me to make my co-host listen to the shows because he doesn't listen to our shows. Wait. So I do highlights for the whole year, and I'm supposed to put everything out there. He said I, I got time, right? And so no, every year we do a. Um, anniversary show and it's basically the year of what we accomplish with our uh listeners and with our um i guess and with ourselves so we just have a blast doing the show oh man um i, I basically I, I think i now i know what puffy and biggie must have felt like with Suge Knight said you know you know what he said in the source awards that year that's what i feel like right now what Jeez. he asked? He asked me. He asked me about the show, and because you wasn't gonna go in detail, so I tried to <laughs> how do you detail as possible without even coughing because I don't uh, feel well. So if I talk too fast, Jay, Jay, sorry, Jeff, my bad. It's you know, it's because I'm I have, just have a cold. I'm sorry. That is okay. Uh, but before we move on and start talking about wrestling, uh, I have to say, uh. The Keaton Joe, Keaton J show is one of the shows that I listen to all the time. Uh, now it's after I record my wrestling show because I just don't want to get a lot of opinions in my ear, I guess. So I just want to be able to speak freely uh, about my thoughts. And I don't want to be because, you know, sometimes you could listen to a podcast and be like, yeah, they're right. Or they could sway you in a certain way. <clears throat> so may I just wait to listen to everything to after I record on Thursday nights. But uh, I'm glad you two were able to do this. I know we had to move time around, and I know I was like 10 minutes late. Uh, but, yeah, let's just go ahead and start it. Uh, so before we start, let's talk about this. How much wrestling are you taking in each week now? Uh, hmm. Well, see, I just started, like, AEW NXT. Like, I always – because I do an NXT show, so – I always used to watch NXT the day I do my show. But um, last week, I couldn't do it the week before because the whole USA thing and the one-hour switch, whatever. Mm-hmm. I started a couple weeks ago, but I've been going to um, the WNBA games. So this was actually my first week doing it. And I was like, I'm not switching back and forth of these shows. I mean, I wasn't in that era of like you know flipping back and forth because I didn't know about WCW. I just knew about WWF at the time. So I've said I'm not doing it. So every week, my my goal now is to rotate. So this week, I watch AEW live, and then when I'm done with AEW, I will watch NXT. So next week, I will watch NXT first, and you know just keep flipping like that versus keep flipping the channel because that's that's too much for me. Like I want to if I'm watching your part of I want to like consume every day I'm seeing in that one setting because I could always go back and watch the other one. That's fair. Yeah. Um, as far as for me, um, I kind of have on, on Mondays, I generally have Raw like as background because I, I really I really don't care about Raw anymore. I, I just have to say that. Yeah. Um, but I have gotten into NWA Power. Um, it, even though it's it has that old school feel to it but it's very refreshing mm-hmm. um i've watched the first two episodes i really enjoyed it and everything and aew i've watched you know the since it started and everything and i'm into it i'm i'm liking what they're doing so far um and everything like that and then smackdown of course i had to watch the you know 
premiere on Fox to see how that went. Uh, I I like the new you know um, the new setup. They got a new stage. Thankfully, Fox. I, I'm pretty sure Fox probably had to you know strong on Vince into doing that or whatnot. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm, in, I'm I think I'm more interested in NWA, AEW, and SmackDown. Raw is kind of like nah, whatever. Mm-hmm. So that, that's pretty much why I'm at. Okay, uh, same here. I think I tweeted out uh, last Monday. I was just like, you know, if it was a show ever to miss throughout the week, it would probably be Mondays for me now. Because I just don't feel like mm. Mondays are not – it's just – it's like you say, it's background noise now. Now, I'm going yeah. to see what happens with the, you know, the, since the draft and who they drafted. I'll check it out. But I'm starting to think that's going to be the show that I can just pass on on Mondays and do some other stuff. Now, I may record it and watch it later, but I don't necessarily you – know, I don't – need to sit down and be like oh let me watch raw tonight because now it's just, it, it became a habit that's really what it is it's just a habit now and there's only one way to break a habit and that's just to stop doing it <laughs> to get out because there's nothing really happening right now hope now the draft could change that we should we shall see but i mean let's just look at the draft so far well let's look at who they drafted uh first and foremost what did y'all think of the draft uh, um. Okay, I'll go back to SmackDown. The presentation, you know, just, just just the presentation of how it was, you know, presented. Yeah, no, that's what I'm talking about. It just, it, it sucked to me because you got, okay, for example, you have a pick. And if you're raw and you're going first, why are you excited? Like, whew, I got the pick. And you know you go first. That was my thing. They kept going back to the people, um, I guess backstage, the Fox people, and then USA people. It that came annoying to me, and then I realized on Raw that they had the same clothing from SmackDown. So that's the presentation wise. <laughs> I didn't really like. I mean, it was fun seeing like different like Fox people, like different sports in the rock with wrestling. But at the same time, I think the whole thing with Stephanie. And now some and the people in the back they, they they just like, Yeah, we got it. It was just too much for me. It was just like that just whacked to me. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I have to agree with what Keita said there. It, it I mean, it would have been cool if they would have did it like, you know, like how they did years ago when they had the you know, the uh draft and everything, like with Ric Flair you know, as the uh, general manager, Undertaker getting pissed because he got he was you know uh, Ric Flair's pick and everything, throwing the chair. If they would have did stuff like that, I think it would have probably been better. But from what I heard, that you know they wanted it to be more like a NFL type draft thing, and it's like, but you're not the NFL. Like, what are you doing? It's like you didn't need to do this, and it just it just felt phony. Really, it just it just felt phony to me. Forced, so. forced and phony. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think if this was the first draft that we ever saw, we we are we as wrestling fans would like it more. I think it's a thing of that we have become so desensitized to the draft. It's just like okay, whatever. Because look how many drafts we've been through the last what eight years. Maybe less than <laughs> yeah. that, seven to eight years. We have so many. We have seen so many drafts, so many ways of doing it, and then not to mention we had a wild card. So it's just like this draft didn't mean anything. It was like okay, it's not like it, I haven't seen these people on both shows <laughs> this this full year. But don't forget the uh, the shakeup 
you know, that they do. Yeah, that too. <laughs> so it was just like, uh, whatever. Um, it was a better way of doing it, I think. I think they tried to push it too far in that NFL. Uh, and it's it was almost like somebody who saw an NFL draft and just saw clips of an NFL draft, and that's what they copied. There's no Ooh. way people would be that animated in the NFL draft. Maybe if you get the first pick, and after the first pick, it's a wrap. But the little stuff that was going on with the – USA and Fox. It was just like you got the robot in there. I'm like, what is happening right now? It was, <laughs> it was interesting. Um, but looking at Raw right now, let's see what they get. They got Seth Rollins, Charlotte Flair, Charlotte Flair, Kabuki Warriors, Rusev, Alistair Black, Cedric Alexander, Eric Rowan, Buddy Murphy, R Truth, Samoa Joe, like which I didn't know about. Uh, Shelton Benjamin, Mysterio, Liv Morgan, Becky Lynch, The O.C., Drew McIntyre, Randy Orton, Ricochet, Bobby Lashley, Alexa Bliss, Kevin Norris, Natalya, The Viking Raiders, Nikki Cross, Street Profits, EC3, Eric Young, Sin Cara, and I'm probably missing a few here and there, but yeah, so you're basically <laughs> building the show around Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch? And I'm looking at the roster right now, and I'm thinking to myself, where where are the heels going to come from? Where are the heels that's going to be challenging now? Because a guy like Drew McIntyre should be at least the number one contender or vine for the uh, undisputed. What is the title they got over there? The was it Universal title? Yeah. So. You got to do something with him. I'm sure they'll do Samoa Joe again. Um, Randy Orton is interesting. And the only reason I'm saying that is because I can see them going back to that with Seth Rollins. Not saying I would be interested in it, but I, that that could be a, something that could turn people away too. You get it's, uh, does, it just doesn't yeah. it, it just doesn't feel fresh. No, no matter how this draft failed. Certain things don't feel fresh. Now, I understand they have Paul Heyman on that side. And what Paul Heyman has to do is try to, uh, I guess, show things in a different way. But it's hard when you know you, you're handing a script to Vince and he's going to be like, no, tear it up, try it again. Nope, tear it up, try it again. But they can push this Bobby Lashley, Lana BS. Uh, uh, oh, my God. Oh, when I when I first saw that, I was like, "What the hell is this? What, what are we doing? Uh, is, is Vince really trying to break up Lana and Rusev? Is, is that what's going on here? Is he is, is that his mission right now? I don't know. It, uh, I'm gonna be honest with you. It feels like a Paul Heyman thing. Exactly. That's what I was gonna say. That's all Paul Heyman. That don't feel like Vince to me. Especially the stuff they're going to. Now, if you see Vince on TV doing it with her, I'm like, oh, that's all him. But it feel like a Paul Heyman thing. It's going to get sadistic. Like, it, it don't remind me on that level. If they had kids, it would take them on that level back with Sandman, Raven. It was a Tommy Dream. Um, yeah, I think it's Raven. Yeah. A little bit. Like, I can see Paul Heyman having something to do with this. It just it just feel like he's a part of this. Yeah. 
But no, the the reason why, the reason why I say Vince because it feels like a mismatch of Sable and Mark Merrill storyline, and the whole thing when Brian Pillman had Terry Reynolds, and you know for a time in which ironically he passed away doing that whole storyline, which they had to scrap it after that. But it feels like a mismatch of those two storylines. Really I forgot all like, about that. I actually you know, forgot all about it. It's it's like. It's like, like, where did this come from? Like, that was okay. We hadn't seen them on TV for who knows how long. Rusev decides to, I guess, become a Freddie Mercury impersonator or whatnot. And, you know, he comes back. You know, everybody's happy to see him. And then all of a sudden, Lana's with Bobby Lashley. And it's like, what the hell happened? Is there like a, is there something we missed or whatnot? I, I, I don't know. It's just weird. I mean, they didn't give you a backstory, uh, you know, why they together, but it was the whole thing with Hogan versus Flair. Just because it was the teams. So Team Hogan, Team Flair. And that's how it actually came up. You know, Bobby Lashley being a part and then Rusa being a part of Hogan team. But I wish they would, like, give us details why this happening, but they didn't even get there yet. You know what I feel like? I feel like we were supposed to be watching Total Divas to know what happened. <laughs> it's probably so. I mean, I, it sounds stupid, but I just feel like I just feel like. <laughs> well, I mean, she's on Total Divas. I thought that was Deville and and Carmella and Natty and. She's uh, still on Total she Divas. She on? Uh, I don't. Well, I don't know. If she's. Um, what I'm saying is, I don't know if she's on this new season that's happening. But I feel like we had to watch the last season <laughs> because I have heard things like, on the show, she's very flirtatious. So I'm like. Oh, maybe they, you know, maybe they're taking it to her, you know, her character from there and just bringing it to TV, because whatever Bobby Lashley did, she surely ain't got that accent no more. That's gone. <laughs> that is true, because every time we see Natty, they record and told the divas. So you're right. Okay, I see that. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but I just. And, and the whole thing about so what? I guess Rusev be sitting around playing video games all the time or something. Is, 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 is I that... don't know. I just <sighs> <laughs> it's just one of those things. I think that Paul was like, "This will be a good idea," and Vince got really excited and was like, "Yeah, this." And it just went on there. And it's cool, I guess. Is whatever they got a job, and if they if they're a married mm-hmm. couple, they can do it. God bless. At least they on TV. Yeah. My God. thing is, at least they on TV. They doing some. Yeah, it's not what you want them to be doing, but, but at the same time, it's like I don't know. You you remember what the whole thing with Paul Heyman? I think this is. I think this was in June or maybe was it August? I can't really remember. Whatever Paul Heyman when he actually took over. Raw and that Raw, when you could tell it was his fingerprints on it, it was Bobby Lashley and Braun Strowman. Mm-hmm. You yep. know, they went through the the whole thing, you know, the stage or whatever. It's like, wow, this is Bobby. Lashley. This is the first time I took him serious in like years. I'm not talking about Impact Wrestling because I ain't watch it for real when he was there. So I was like, wow, like this is Bobby Lashley. I think he got injured or something, and then he pop up as this. So it's like maybe it's a little bit, maybe it's a little bit events and a little bit Paul Heyman. What the story like? Cause that's two completely different people. Yeah. This Bobby Lashley versus this that Bobby Lashley. Yeah, you are right. It's it is two different Bobby Lashleys, and I'm, and I just think Bobby Lashley is one of those wrestlers that I think should just be positioned better. I'm not saying he has to be a world champion. I'm not saying he has to yeah. dominate everybody, but I think he's 
one of those people that you have like in the tool in your toolbox that's yo he can go if you let him go he may not have the microphone skills that you want but ricochet doesn't so what are we doing right now you know i guess this is i guess it's just a thing of who vince likes to see on tv or who he likes to see on top or whatever it may be but nobody can tell me that oh the reason why they're not pushing bobby lashley is because he's not a great talker like i said my prime example is look at ricochet because he comes off corny as hell and he sounds like steve urkel on the microphone Do. Ricochet is a superhero. You didn't watch Monday Night Raw? They said he's a superhero <laughs> and he's a draft pick. He likes uh, to fly and sometimes uh, watches. He's a superhero, Jeff. And that exactly <laughs> makes me know he needs to be a heel coming out there talking that cash shit. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> what it tells me. <laughs> because I'm like, yeah, this ain't him. It, it, don't, it don't even fit. He, I, don't, I don't know. You know how have y'all ever listened to Rey Mysterio promo? And he's like, you know what? He believes what he says. Yeah. You know, I don't feel that from Ricochet at all. Matter of fact, he cut a, I think he cut a promo on Raw about him being, and he was like, yeah, I'm over now. I'm like, okay. He reminded me of Seth Rollins. He can't talk on the microphone either. He talks in circles. <laughs> like, Becky Lynch is from enough a country, and she could cut a better promo. He can. It's just, like, he just go, yeah, John, 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 John Cena, Jared H. Like, his voice is just aggravated. And I'm a fan of Seth Rollins. It's just, he's another one. He's not a talker, but they pushing him to the moon. He getting the Roman rain push right now. You know, and it's inter- interesting that you brought him up. How did you guys feel about uh, the Hell in a Cell match with The Fiend? Okay, see, I had a different, you know what, I'll let Jay go first, actually. Go ahead, Jay. Well, thankfully, I did not watch Hell in a Cell um, or whatnot. But, Lucky. <laughs> but uh, of course, you know, I, I'm always on that thing called the Twitter. And uh, I saw a lot of people reactions to it. And I'm like, yeah, I'm kind of glad I didn't watch this. And <laughs> I mean, I, I saw the highlights of it and the whole thing where people got pissed. One is that you get a DQ in a hell in a cell match. And it's like, well, actually, I'm, it wasn't a DQ. It was actually the ref stopped it. You know, he stopped well, stop it. Because, it so, what, what you know, but still, it, mm. when, when okay, if that's the case, Hell in the Cell '98 should have stopped after Mankind got thrown off the cage. Yeah, right, exactly. but this, but this is 2019. <laughs> so basically, my prediction came true. I was like, Seth Rollins is not losing that belt. I was just curious how he will retain his title. And actually, Jeff, I didn't have a problem with Hell in the Cell, the main event. It was kind of like, what the hell? It was like a shock, but I wasn't pissed. You know why I wasn't pissed, Jeff? Because I wasn't invested in the Bray Wyatt character. And Jay can tell you that. I told him months ago, I am not getting invested in this character. He going to oh, go down the I, same way he went, I, like, I, years I've, ago. I've heard. <laughs> Thanks. So I've heard this you. is why I wasn't mad. I was the part. And my friend Ron was like, what? This is sad. You should not be like this. Like, this is, no vent. You know, he the, the whole theory event, you know, making the fans not attracted to their superstars. It's because I like Bray Wyatt, but this character, I had no hope. It was a beautiful presentation of him. He he seemed scary. Like he it was a, a nice storyline. But now look at it. And now people, oh my god, look at Bray Wyatt. This is WWE. They do this to you all the time. 
I I was like, oh wow, like this this is your end of hell in the cell. But the only thing sucks about this match, it make you forget about the first match that happened on the card. It was a amazing woman's hell in the cell match that they they went to the limit. They went over the limit. Sorry, remember that pay per view, right? And it was just wonderful. And then you get the hills. It's like, oh okay. So it's the for me. I didn't I didn't mind the ending. Of the hell in the cell. Overall, I gave it a B, I think, of the pay per view. But that match, it does take away from the first hell in the cell match you saw. But this is why you don't get you don't get invested in the Bray Wyatt. I keep telling Jay, I was like, nope, nope, nope. You can't do it. Well, and now look at him. Now a joke. He's a joke. What's, inter- what's interesting about that is that uh, last week I had a rich fan on the show, and me and him were talking about it. And we both came to the agreement that we think Seth Rollins came out more damaged than uh, Bray Wyatt or the Fiend in this match. And my only, my real issue with the match was I kept saying it for about three weeks. I would just tweet it. How, I just kept saying the Fiend has got to win the title. The Fiend has got to win the title. You went from Seth Rollins screaming like he was in a Jason movie for about Three to four months, three to four weeks, excuse me. Screaming. I'm not even talking about joking. I'm talking in the corner, screaming. Okay, that's fine. So I'm still saying, like, he has to win. He has to win. Then you actually get to the match. And the only last thing he could have did was just pull out, pull out the nine and shoot him. Because I'm just like, you did everything you could. And he kept on getting up. It's okay. The referee stops it. And you can tell that Monday they wanted no parts of this match on Raw. They waited till like, what, the last 30 minutes to bring it up and show a clip about it. And I think when you heard even, I think the next time you saw Seth and he was cutting a promo, it wasn't that warm reception that he always gets. It was booze. You could tell. You could tell the fans kind of like, Nah, fuck this. We off your train because we know what's about to happen. <laughs> and so you can see it happening. And I think the good thing about that for the Bray Wyatt to Fiend is that it's not going to affect him that much because people wanted to see him win. No matter if it was just for a title change or what it was, because people genuinely like the character of Bray Wyatt, whether it's the Fiend, whether it's Bray Wyatt. But then you come again to this past Monday, so you're going to tell me that Seth Rollins knew he could pull up the whole time? He knew where he was the whole time, and he decided to pull up and get some guts and burn the main house down. Okay. So you you really going to make fans upset. <laughs> it's just like you're basically making these mistakes for your top act on Raw that could end very badly for you because now remember everybody who is this is separate ro- rosters. There's no cross crossing on the rosters or whatever. So if you do it, just remember you stuck with him now. Whatever happens, he's on Raw. Yeah, it I, it, I, I, it, it ain't good. Wait, I thought Bray Wyatt was on SmackDown. He went back to Raw. No, 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 no. I mean, excuse me. Uh, Seth Rollins is on Raw. Oh, okay. So okay. it's not going to be good for him. But I, but. They just sent out a press release somewhere in New York. November, they're supposed to be fighting for the title in the steel cage match. But this is supposed to be, they're supposed to be separate. So I'm just like, 
What's happening right now? What are you doing? And unless they're gonna make a trade, uh, and I keep hearing about this blockbuster trade. Was it Alexa Bliss and and Nikki Cross? That's your blockbuster trade to go to SmackDown. I I saw it, but I forgot what it was. I know it was it was a it was a group of women that got traded. So I'm not really sure who who the women were. Mm-hmm. But that's what I think. I think that. WWE put themselves in the position because they tried to be too cute with the booking. And if you wanted to have Seth get over in the match, or either I would have been fine with the match, but I just think it was too much. Like, what, 12, 10, 12 curb stomps? Yeah, it, it defeats the purpose of that move. And I think I said on my show it was like, you know the part where he did the very end? And if he would have disappeared, he'd be like, it's not about the title. I would have took that. I mean, I don't mind the end of I'm just saying maybe people would have took it like, oh, Bray, why are I just playing games with this man? I'm talking about at the very end when he, like, when he, like, man, bleed. If mm-hmm. that was in the match, like, let's say it's a 10-minute match. I'm like, okay, he disappeared. He's like, oh, I don't want the title. I'm just tormenting him. And then eventually, I think the goal was to make Seth Rollins go in the deep end. But we saw the deep end a couple months ago where Burr Corbin hit his girlfriend, you know. So it's like, what other deep end you gonna go with this man as a champion? Because he he don't come off as a face to me. When you look at him, he looked like a douchebag. He got the whole beard, the look like he looked like a prick to me, and the character he don't look like <laughs> a face to me. Yeah. Um... I, I can't disagree with anything that's been said. Um, I did just look up about this whole trade thing. So, yeah, you get Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross get traded to SmackDown for future draft pick considerations. What the heck? Never mind. <laughs> that's what it says. What? What? WrestleMania season, Royal Rumble? <laughs> like, what picks? No, again, this is like NFL trading. That's what they say sometimes, you know, we'll trade this person for picks later. Like, what are we doing right now? Like, they're being too cute with this. And what I thought, I'm going to tell you guys what I initially thought. What I thought was that The Fiend would get drafted to SmackDown. No, The Fiend, no. Bray Wyatt got drafted to SmackDown. But they didn't say The Fiend, and that's what they had been calling him for the longest. So I figured The Fiend would get drafted to Raw to mm. fin- at least finish off the, f- the the feud with Seth Rollins. So, you know, some type of closure to it or whatever. But I guess it's not going to happen that way unless they have The Fiend just do what he want to do, I guess. That's the only thing I can think of. Yeah, I mean, they could they could go to the route. But you know what would be funny? if What if they – decided to do with Bray Wyatt and The Fiend what Cody Rhodes wanted to do. That's what with, I was going to say. You know, with Stardust <laughs> and be, you know, because, you know, back when he was still there, they had that draft. And he, the original thing he wanted to do was he would be Cody Rhodes on one show and Stardust on the other show. And it was like, no, we're not going to do that. You're just Stardust. Yeah, right? That so, may be what they might do. <laughs> yeah, in a way, as like a Slapping the face to him or what? Oh, of course him. now, yeah. yeah <laughs> so, so, but I, I don't. They WWE. They they seem to, especially here in recent years, they seem to get in their own way a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Which I, which is always like a head scratcher. Like, what are you doing? Like, why are you? 
why do you make some of the decisions that you make? Just go with the storyline, let it play out and everything and end it instead of they got to make everything convoluted in a way to the point of where it makes no sense. And then people lose interest and then they can't understand why nobody care about it anymore. It's because you 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 basically write yourself into a corner and you can't get out of it. And you expect the fans to basically save you from this corner, but the fans basically back away from it. And then you're left with, you know, just some crap. And then you blame the wrestler for not getting the storyline or, or something over. Like, no, you did this. Well, so. it's a lot of blame going around now. That's why Eric Bischoff is out of a job. How long did that last? Oh, I think about a couple of months, and I don't even think he was there that long. Remember, I remember he was trying. <laughs> Hey, you know what the messed up? Well, I'm not gonna say it's messed up because it's just the world. The man moved his family, and uh, it's just like, what? Are, what are we doing? And I just, I wonder sometimes the decisions they make as far as why are we, why are we, or why are they recycling these old people? And not to say it like that, but these older thinking people as far as wrestling goes. You need somebody young, somebody fresh, somebody who sees wrestling in 2019 eyes like Triple H, like maybe a Gabe Spakulski in uh, Evolve. Not saying that Gabe would want to do that now. I think he's fine, you know, at that level. But you got to have new people with new ideas and fresh ideas. And I get it. Vince is going to be stuck in his ways and the things that, a young person would want to do. Vince wouldn't want him. And then you have Kevin Dunn, who's always going to shoot stuff the same way. It's like, I get it. Y'all got y'all money. Y'all got on Fox. Y'all are making money. Y'all getting bloody money from uh, Saudi Arabia. It's okay. Fine. I get it. But now it's like, well, the fans don't matter. They're going to watch anyway. And that's how I feel sometimes when, you know, their product comes on. Except for the exception of NXT, I feel like main roster stuff is just like, ah, we don't have to remember this. Oh, we don't have to remember that. Oh, they're going to watch Monday. Oh, they're going to watch Friday no matter what. And I'm just starting to become to that point where I'm like, no, I'm not. And I know my money, you know, my team, my one person, it's not going to affect anything, my bottom line. But it's just coming to the time where I think, Eventually, everybody will start thinking like that. Like, no, I'm cool. Hey, I may check it out here and there, but this waving the flag, and I don't even say I want to wave the flag because I watch all types of promotions, but this thing of WWE, we have to watch WWE. Like I said, Raw's become like just something I do now because look how long Raw's been on TV. Yeah, it's the longest running episodic you know, show on television, so... But, you know, what What would really be interesting is what would WWE do if the ratings for Raw go, you know, straight into the dumpster, but SmackDown has good numbers? Like, like what would they, I wonder what would they do? What would the conversations be about, you know, in the room? Like, how, how would they try to, you know, thought of that? That's that's just something I've been thinking about. Can I answer that? Can I answer that? Yeah. You ready? A raw reunion. That's how you answer it. <laughs> <laughs> that, that sounds about right. And I, you know, 
before anybody think I'm not sitting here just crapping on WWE. I don't want nobody to think it's like that. But I just I just know they have probably the most talented roster ever they ever had. You can go down the years of, of, of WWF, WWE, as far as pure in-ring talent. And I'm not even talking about NXT. I'm talking about just main roster alone. It's so much talent there that it's insane. And you see guys like uh, uh, Samoa Joe, and you know, they don't, you, know, you know they don't have so many years left, so many bumps left. And you're just like, this is what y'all going to do? Really? With a guy like this? And it's just sometimes it's it just you know it is what it is. It's his you know it's Vince's company. He's gonna do what he want to do. But sometimes you can be great and you know you can make the money and make the uh, TV money too. You can make the people watch. There's no reason why the ratings should be dipping. Mm. And I get it. Like yeah, of course football stars. Yeah, of course there's gonna dip. But after football season. What's happening? What are y'all doing? Y'all are content with just 1.8s, 1.9s, 2. Point, like, you do realize it was a time when y'all were like 6, 8. <laughs> y'all had 8 million people, 9 million watching Raw. Yeah. And I get it. It's not that same time no more. And I'm not expecting it to be. And the world is different now. But you can at least get threes. Like, what's going to happen when SmackDown or SmackDown's go below three? Mm. When it gets to if it becomes a two and it gets to one point nine, now I know Fox is not gonna pull out quick, but they are gonna start looking side out side out like what's going on here. Uh, we we get uh Dwayne via satellite, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck on something. that. Good luck on that one, because <laughs> let me tell you something, Mister Hollywood. He ain't got time to be like, yeah, he may can get a WrestleMania match in there here and there. It is it's gotten to the point that I I I'm gonna tell you something. I used to hate John Cena. I used to hate him. I was like, ugh. The last last three or four years, oh boy, you couldn't tell me nothing about Big Match John. And I was like, at this point now, I'm like, yeah, you may have to hey, can you do us a favor? Can you do us a favor? We know you're busy in Hollywood now. Pull up, cause we need you. Oh man, yeah. I mean, but I mean, but first he he, he got to do something about that hair though, cause uh, he he I don't know what I see no problems. He, he look, he's looking. He look like he aged like twenty years in in less than a year time. I'm like, what the hell happened to yes. him? When you get in Hollywood, you're living that fast life. I'm pretty sure he. <laughs> Yeah, well, well, yeah, well, we we know what he was doing, you know, after his wife and before Nikki. So, um, <laughs> which which they don't they don't like to mention, Uh-oh. but he does have a type. He does have a type. So that's all I got to say. Yeah, it's it's. I just hope, and I you know, I hope things get better as far as like the product. That's what I want. I just want a good yeah. product. As long as you give me a good product, I'll continue to watch. And I don't want to feel like I'm just doing it because it's a chore. Because most of the time, I'm just on Twitter. For those three hours, I'm probably on Twitter just cracking jokes about the show. Like, yeah. yeah. You, you, you kind of, that's. I mean, it's, it's bad to say it, but 
that's kind of where it's gotten to where that's the only way you can really get because a lot of times i mean as we all know some of the some of the stuff and comments that people say on twitter is actually more entertaining than what's on tv and it's like it should not be that way it should be where you should as wwe you should be making me want to put my phone down and focus what's on the tv i shouldn't be looking at my phone for like two and a half hours you know, of that time, and just, oh, ooh, what such and such just said, oh, this conversation that they're having about, you know, talking bad about, you know, Raw or whatnot. It shouldn't be like that. It should be you engaging because you like what you're seeing, not engaging because you don't like what you see. So, yeah. it And, you know, they have moments. Like the yeah. like the Becky coming down, getting punched, and I, that was a moment. Like, I, I remember I was like, wait a minute. What's happening now? Like, I remember that. I was like, that was that was wild. The Bobby Lashley um Braun Strowman match. I was like, uh oh. No, I want to watch this. Like yeah. though, you know, they can and they stop. they just show like they can do it and then they'll just be like, uh anyway, now go ahead. Now, real quick, Joe, before you because I had to defend Raw for a little bit. Uh especially when I came back to my um the Kid and Jay show. I, I came back in August, right, Jay? I think it's August, yeah, right? Yeah, it was August. Okay. So when I actually started watching it, I didn't mind Raw. It was pretty good. And then the last two weeks have been kind of like scratching my head. Mm-hmm. But it felt like ever since Sasha Banks came back, like maybe a week after, it was just like, okay, what's going on? And didn't it start going down? Before a month straight, I was enjoying Raw. Like, it was like, okay, I'm not sitting here watching like somebody else talk for like 25 minutes you know in the beginning of the show and then go backstage for like another 45 minutes overall in a three-hour period rob was doing good for a couple months even like you said they, they do have their ups and downs mm-hmm. but since august they was doing good in my personal opinion it wasn't great but it wasn't dragging this week it dragged the and last week it dragged the week before that i think was okay if my memory um is right but it's like they do have moments when they're like, okay, motivation. And I think, like I said before, it, with the whole NXT thing, it's like that wasn't supposed to be uh, a thing on USA. So it's like the whole thing with the premiere SmackDown. What 25, was it 25, 20-year 20 anniversary of SmackDown? What 20-year anniversary show did you see? Because it felt like WrestleMania 25 when they didn't have no anniversary. They just give you a show. <laughs> That's what they feel like. So I do agree. They do like, oh, eh, I feel like doing something. Let's give them a good show. And then sometimes maybe the wrestlers, they feel like overwhelmed. Because when me and Jake, when we went to California came back, I was like, I'm exhausted. So I can imagine what they feel like. I know... That's their job. They know what they're doing. I get that. But sometimes the wrestlers might feel overwhelmed and it's a three-hour show. And how would you feel you do work if somebody said, eh, now nah, tear it up, do something else, cut a promo in 30 seconds? Like, what? Everybody don't have the ability to do that. So, Raw, they do have their good moments. Smart does a whole different show. But, Raw, they have their moments. I think when you have an old man that is stuck in his ways, I guess it's business, they're like, okay, they can't. They can't cross that line because the job might be on the line. Look at Eric Bishop, for example. So for them, like that's probably stressful for working for him. It gotta be stressful. But that whole month, I w- I came back. I was like, wow, Raw actually improved. Unless it's something I'm, I was grieving, or whatever. But I was like, I really like Raw because I go on my show and rip them to pieces. You can ask, I rip them to pieces when I don't like something. And in the and the you know right now is kind of down, but it's not like 
horrible yet. It's not horrible, and I think because they were in a holding position for the draft those two weeks. Mm, yeah. They yeah. were in that holding position, so they really, they really weren't going to give you too much. Nothing was going to happen. And I think another thing, and maybe this is me, and I could be wrong. When you came back from August, you had a break. You probably had a break from WWE. No. You didn't? Well, you still watching? Uh, well, uh, uh, maybe a two-week break I had, but I was watching. It was on. Like, I was watching, but I could tell the difference. The first June, the end of June, and the first week of July, maybe three weeks I had a break, maybe, because I started watching in July. Maybe I had a three week a three week break. I believe it was three weeks. After that, I started continue. But all in August, I remember like, wow, they actually putting on a good show. Unless I'm just like, you know, in another time zone. <laughs> no, I <laughs> think know? I think so. it's fair what you're saying, and I don't want to make it seem like every show they came out with was bad. I just <laughs> feel that it's almost sometimes the bad overweighs the good that they do when it comes to their oh, shows. No. I understand. I, I was in the era in two thousand freaking five, and then especially the era of um, <laughs> what Kane was the authority. I've Ooh. been, I've been, I've been here all this time. I ain't go nowhere. I might take a week or two off, but ever I, I started doing it when I started doing the show because sometimes you just need a break. But like I've been through the eras of every week we get a six man tag team match or a five man. <laughs> we get Daniel Bryan versus everybody damn locker room. I've been around for that. I've been around for the roles. You be like, oh my god, it's horrible. Yeah, I've been it's... around the roles. You got jump my bad. You got John Cena and Shawn Michaels taking up an hour because Randy Orton pissy ass don't want to uh, follow directions in the back. Like I've been through the ups and downs of Raw. I know Raw it can be raw as in crap. But recently, it's been decent. But, but my, my level of it is like, okay, it's not great. Like, the show's is not great. It's like a, a fair good. When I mean good, I mean fair. That's the level I'm on. And I haven't said Raw been great for a long time. If I did, I just don't remember at the moment. But it's like, when you're a wrestling fan, and like you said earlier about Raw, it's just, it's just to me, it's complacent. Like, I will watch it every week. It's on my TV. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I will be, it will be on. And sometimes I will be on my phone. But sometimes, if it's a match, I will watch the match. Now, if it's like, if I got to see Lacey Evans and Natty one more goddamn time like that, I'm like, okay, I'll get on my phone or something like that. But it, it does drag occasionally. And I think sometimes the wrestlers might be stressed about that. Like, they have to be stressed on them, too, to deal with, like, oh, my God, like, like, even Seth Rollins, I'm a fan of his, but not, like, of his, like, wording, whatever he talks. But it's like, you know, <laughs> you go out there and bust your ass. Like, they do. They literally, every week, they go out there and bust their ass for us, you know, to entertain us. That's their job. They love to do it. But sometimes, like you said, it's like, God, do I got to watch it? And now you have alternative. Is AEW. Yes, you have other indies. What I'm talking about, like, actually TV, television-wise, you have AEW. And a lot of WWE fans are split now. You got Raw and you got SmackDown. And it shouldn't be that way. It should be you watch Raw, you watch SmackDown. Back in the day, it probably was different for certain people. Like for me, I didn't have cable all the time. So, of course, my era is probably more SmackDown because I didn't have cable. And now with Fox, if, like you said earlier, they ratings go down, it might be a warning, but it's like they will have more casual fans watch SmackDown. I know tons of people like, hey, I didn't know wrestling was back on uh you know regular television that's how a lot of people i know don't have cable and it's just like oh you watch it? yeah i watch it. it's free you know what i'm saying and so i like how smart that went to fox i don't think that rating it might go down jeff but i don't think it's gonna go like down to raw rating if it no. does 
I mean, maybe a holiday, but it's like I think they they can grab that casual fan because it's free. It's like free TV, raw as cable. So, well, my the, for interrupting you too. My no, 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 no. The it's fine. Um, I don't think the ratings will get to like one point nine or nothing. And they could, you know, because people just can drop off. And again, mm-hmm. it's a Friday night and things happen. But I hope it doesn't. And I don't want it to make it seem like, listen, anybody out there that's a wrestler, hey, I got much love and respect for you for the simple fact of you doing some shit that I ain't putting my body through. And I got a lot of respect for that. I just think more it comes down to creative. And I'm like, man, God, yeah, I agree. This, this, that's my biggest point of, damn, I'm sounding like John Moxley out here. Um, it's just... <laughs> It's just, okay. it's just, no, because I'm saying that's what it comes down to. Because you have to keep me, you have to keep me glued to the TV. You have to make me want to see what's happening. Of course, I'm going to watch a match. Yeah, I love watching matches. But then after the match, what's, what's the Excitement catch? Excitement and stuff. Yeah. I see what you're yeah. Like, it, it, it do have that for a while. Me and Jay used to go over that. It, it used to drag so much. I'd be like, Jay, I, I just do highlights on matches. He'd be like, oh, okay. And then once the blue, it was something funny. Cause we, we do critiques on that show. Like we haven't did it in a while, but like, it, <laughs> yeah. like I'm trying, it, I can't remember which one we did. I think it was John Cena and not Randy Orton, Roman Reigns. So like yeah, sometimes when yeah. they have horrible ones, it entertains us because we could like, go on that show. I think that's an outlet for a podcasters. Like if something suck on the show, but it was funny to you, you can like entertain it on your show. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm not, I'm not like trying to like you know like put you like put you down, Jeff. Like oh, you just being negative, Nancy. Because I'm negative, Nancy, all the time. But I'm just saying, from the months I've been watching, it hasn't been that bad. But I do agree with certain things on Raw. You be like, oh my god, this is still on. I did that. I actually did that to SmackDown last. Year. I was like, oh my god, this is still on the drag. It dragged so much last week to me. I was like, oh. My- Oh my God! Why is it still on? I don't know. If it was just me or the show. I don't know. You felt that way about the draft? It was just. Too, it was just like, oh my God! Like I'm so used to Raw doing that. I'm not used to a two-hour show drag like that. Yeah, I mean, I guess you know we all see things differently when it comes to what we want from a show and what we see from a show. And I just feel like, for me personally, like. I just know the creative car, creative part can be different because, you know, I think a lot of times that WWE hung their hat on the McMahons versus insert wrestler, insert Austin, insert Daniel Bryan, insert uh, Rollins, you know, insert Reigns. And that got a little weighing on people, too, because it's like uh, another McMahon, whoever storyline is happening. I just... I just love wrestling. I guess you know I love wrestling a lot. So when it comes to WWE, I know. Listen, let's get. Let's not be silly. Let's let me not be silly. WWE is number one. There's no way around that. No way. I don't care about no AEW. Whatever you may say. When it comes to the down, everybody was looking and say WWE is on the top. They're the pecking order. So I just feel like if you're at the pecking order, it's just like if it was the New England Patriots or. The Dallas Cowboys back in their heyday, or the New York Yankees, act accordingly. If yeah. you if you the top dog, act accordingly. You have the talent. You have the talent, most talented roster out there. Okay, we know they can go in the ring. Let's just let's just get these stories popping, man. And I get it. 
somebody old may not understand certain things and may not want certain things because he's stuck in his ways, ways, which is fine. But then you go to NXT and you like, man, this is a whole <laughs> new world down here because Triple H is doing doing it up. Like it's not. Okay, I'll give you an example. And this is just, you can tell me if I'm wrong. Y'all can tell me if I'm wrong. NXT Street Profits are way different than NXT. I mean, excuse me, Street Profits on Raw. Uh, you are right, sir. Because, You're definitely right. Mm, to a certain extent. <laughs> I know. Because, I think I know what Jeff is going with this. Thing. Go ahead. Go ahead. I think I, know, I, I, think feel I know like the, I feel like in NXT, they're actually being an extension of themselves. From from you know all the POC down there in NXT, they're extensions of their sales. When I saw the Street Profits on Raw and they kept going week for week, I just felt like Vince saw them and he he saw a clip of their <laughs> promo and was like, "Yeah, just do more of that, more of the more of the crow shit from Dumbo. Just yeah, 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 do that. That that's what I want." I was like, "What the hell is this right yeah. now?" And I just think, like, okay, look, okay, I hate to get into this. Just look at your people of color on on the on the main roster, seriously, mm-hmm. all the way down, and just look at them and how they're being used. And I'm just like, Amber Moon. I know, I, I know she's injured now. I get that. Like, okay. yeah, like we never got to. Who is she? She, she she's a lady that that have different eye contacts and she come out to a awesome song. Thank you. She howls at the moon. Thank yeah. you. We don't know who she is. No, we don't. Apollo Cruz. No. We know who we we know what he does. You get what I'm he saying? He smiles and he flips. Exactly. <laughs> but when you look black. when you look at NXT, it's like, oh, this is how they're being treated down here. They're being the extensions of says They actually have storylines. You actually getting to know who they are. And it's like Triple H gets it. It's not that era where you get pigeonholed into something. Oh, oh come here, Shorty. You're short. Shorty Gable. How are you going to really argue about calling him Shorty? He's 5'8", but Ricochet's like 5'9". What are we doing right now? Well. <laughs> I think that that's like like something like throwback to me. I think it felt mm. like oh, it's just a nickname to me. I, I know that's his name now, but it felt like more of a nickname. <laughs> At first, I was like, that's kind of fucked up, but because like you say, he's not that short versus other guys on the two or five live. But I was just like, okay, it, it, I wasn't too mad about it. I let it go. I let it go. Yeah, but it's fine. Give him a push. I get it. Yeah, it, it may be a joke in the back that he, you know, they just say to him, oh, shorty game, and it may be fine. Yeah, but. It's just like, yeah, you're really going into this, and it's like, but you do realize you have guys that's just as short or shorter than him. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if, if he's shorty gay, well, what the hell is Ray Mysterio? <laughs> Fam. Uh, <laughs> Come on. So, he's the man. He is, but still. He's the man. You can't, you can't call him shorty gay when you got Ray Mysterio on your roster. Yeah, so, but, like I, but, but like I said, it's it's – it's just the small things that I think could be changed for the main roster for it to flourish the way it should flourish. I don't yeah. want to hate on it, and this is God. This is not mm. where I, I wanted to come on the podcast and just vent. But I just feel like, you know, sometimes some certain stuff should be said because I think a lot of times Vince, surrounds his, Vince has around him yes people because of 
You got to walk on eggshells. You can't say this. You can't say that. And I understand. So you're not going to change his mind. And I was hopefully hoping that the XFL – I hope the XFL take off. I hope that thing really goes as far. And I know it's not. But if it do, that just means he's away a little bit less. He he can go do that, enjoy himself, and then we can get, like, a younger set of eyes. I just think it's going to take another set of eyes to really – for the floor for raw smack to everything to flourish like it should. Mm-hmm. And when you got your son in law, I know he gotta feel a certain type of way. Nobody's gonna tell me he doesn't. And his son in law gets all the love on the weekends for the big shows. Yeah. yeah. Like we get I'll- it. Yeah, WWE. Without WWE, NXT <laughs> wouldn't be there. But people just love that NXT brand. You know what it almost feels like? It feels like Vince Sr. and Vince Jr. And in this case, Triple H is Vince Jr. And Vince is his dad. And, you know, Vince had to be like, yeah. I got to take over. I got to take over because things, you know, that old school way is not the way of the future. Yeah, I got to take over now. And that's what it almost feels like with Triple H. And so, like what you said about... You know, Triple H might feel a type of way. You like you say, he there's no way when he shows up on a Monday night raw after a big wrestling weekend where you have a takeover and let's say a Royal Rumble or a WrestleMania, Triple H comes out there on Monday Night Raw and he get NXT chance. It's like, yeah, this could be they could be saying WWE, WWE <laughs> instead of NXT, but because the old man is still stuck in his old ways, you know, he won't let new ideas come in. And you know what? Just yet. No knock on Vince, because without Vince, they wouldn't have got this far. That's the that, reality. That, they, that is true. They, that is true. You know, so he knows what he's doing. It just might be a little outdated. And I can yeah. tell you, and you know what, Keita, I can tell you exactly when I got triggered by all this whole – W main roster thing. You remember that night they all came out as a family and said, "Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I remember that." Okay, I think that's what. But you know when I, but you know what, Jeff? Where I was triggered, and Jay know, no, Jay knows this. With the whole thing with Dixie Carter, and the, the whole thing with Kurt Angle, with the son, every. It, at that point, I was like, "Jay, I'm done," and he was just <laughs> laughing like, "What?" I was over. I was overall. You could go back. I think it was like was a couple of years ago. And you could just like, "Oh my gosh, she really is shitting on this show." Like I get people like, "Why do you hate us so much?" I'm like, "This is why." So I've been where you've been at before, but for right now, it's like I'm 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 getting back into my rhythm. Like you said, I took a little break, so maybe that helped. You know, I had to take a break, but it, it was. You know, it's another fresh set of eyes on the product, Mm -hmm. you know. And then, of course, I watch MLW. And back to your question, how many hours a week do you watch? Starting next week or this week, you know, SmackDown, it would be probably 12 to 13 hours of wrestling I watch. Ooh, that's good. That's good. Yeah. No, that's bad. No, 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 no. That's bad for me. No, no, it's bad for me. A, I don't need to watch that much wrestling. Mm-hmm. B, I do it because I enjoy it, and because I'm here. If I wasn't here, you probably get a Raw out of me, a SmackDown maybe, and you get you would got an AEW or NXT because I do a show. You got Wednesdays over Monday, 
no, no, I'm lying. Wednesday and Monday over Friday, which you can ask you, I always do that. I will, I will watch Raw, but I will never get off the opportunity to watch SmackDown. I don't know because Raw sucked the life out of me sometimes. And then I'm like, eh, SmackDown's fine. I see highlights or something like that. And with with me, it's it's actually the opposite. It's like raw. Ah, I could just fall asleep on this. I'm yeah. good. Right. <laughs> you know, it, it, it don't kill me. But right. I'm like right now because, like I say, SmackDown just has a different look. You can tell that Fox actually, you know, giving them you know a more of a grandioso. Yeah, it's the A show. Yeah, and where it's like, well, USA, like, what are you, what are you doing? You know, you just letting them have the same old bland, you know, you know, um, stage and everything like that. You, like, know, you know, you know, you know what USA is. USA is that when you're hungry and you can go to old reliable. I'm gonna make me some spaghetti. <laughs> yeah, it'll never let you down. It's there for you. It's always or, or there. some peanut butter and jelly. That, you know, you don't got yep. that. People get PBJ. <laughs> With that milk expired day, you know, before, yeah. you know, you still drink it because you want to rest it a little bit. That's raw. Now, I feel bad now because I feel like I watch too much wrestling now. Y'all just because I, no. <laughs> my whole. No, no, no. We used to do that, but it's just yeah. our schedules are, is what? a conflict for us, mostly mine. So it's like me, I'm always out the house doing something, you know, as far as work or just out. So when I get, you know, raw or now it's a, it's still new to me. Because mm-hmm. when I used to watch NXT, it used to be on the weekend. Like, I could watch all the wrestling on the weekend. I would be fine. But during the week, it's like a sluggish. I'm not trying to, like, you know, make you feel bad about it. Oh, no, 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 no. You're not making me I feel bad. Watch. Okay. Because I used to watch New Japan. Like, you watch all of that? I'm like, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what I was yeah, about to say. I I, New Japan is included with me. So it's just like. Those weeks when it's like a New Japan show, I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> I don't know if I'll be able to watch all this. But eventually I, <laughs> I kind of get through it. And it, for some reason, I said, okay, I'm going to stop watching MLW, which now I'm going back to watch. I'm like, no, I'm not going to stop watching. But I missed like a couple of weeks. Um, And now with NWA, and I ain't even watched the uh, second episode yet, I'm just like, jeez, this is a lot. So now I'm like playing catch-up. <laughs> Yeah, it's just like I don't know. I don't know how this all <laughs> gonna play out and work out, but uh I just got rid of progress. I just See? got rid of progress like last month. And the only reason I got rid of it is because I'm thinking that it's gonna end up being one of the new tiers for the network. Hmm. Either that or evolve. Because they need something for this place for uh you know, take a place of NXT. Yeah, yeah, and they've been rumored yeah. to have this tier plan coming, so I'm, I'm like, well, if it comes there, I'll just get it on the network. If it don't, I just won't have it or whatever. But uh, let's transition over to AEW, and I guess what I would ask is, how have y'all enjoyed the first three weeks of AEW? Pros uh, and cons. Pros and cons. Well, Keith, if you don't mind, I'll go first on this. Um, that's it. I've enjoyed it because, I mean, of course, you know, the first week, everybody want to see, okay, how exactly is this whole thing going to go? And is it for me, is it's kind of interesting hearing Jim Ross and Tony Schiavone together because 
that's they've always been like the rival commentary, especially you know back in the day with the Monday Night Wars. You had Jim Ross on Raw. You had Tony Schiavone on, on Nitro. So now to have them together, and I don't even include Excalibur. So he's a he's actually a con for me. Um, cause I, I really don't care for him. But um, is the mask? Well, it, well, it, well it, it's the mask a little bit because it's like okay, for people who don't know that you was a wrestler. I mean, like how many people really? remember him as a wrestler his career was not even that long and so if he would have took the mask off and just went by his real name it wouldn't have been a big deal but he's staying in his gimmick and he's on there with a freaking mask and it's like nobody know who the hell you are you're not delirious i mean if it was delirious that'd be different he's in the mask but People know who Delirious is, but people don't really know who Excalibur is. But anyway, I could talk all night about him, but I won't. Um, So hearing Jim Ross and Tony Schiavone together, that's kind of a pro for me because they actually sell it, you know, like how a true commentary team should. It's not. And and one thing I do like is Jim Ross, he does it mostly, but he will let you know, hey, uh, there's a commercial coming in two minutes. You know, to kind of let you know, like, get yourself prepared. So if you want to take a break, you want to take a break in two minutes, go do what you got to do, and we'll be right back. So I do like that uh, from the commentary aspect. As far as, like, the wrestling and everything storyline-wise so far, I'm, I'm liking how it's not a huge focus on Cody, the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, you you are seeing some of these younger guys and girls too, um, and everything. You're getting to see these. I mean, last night's show, for example, that uh, Riho and Britt Baker match was actually better than I thought it was going to be, even though it was a little botchy in spots. But the crowd got into it, which made me want to get into it as someone watching you know, at home on TV. Which is bad to say. We got to kind of knock w, WWE again, if the crowd and the audience is not into it why the hell should i be into it sitting at home but that's just how i think um so i do like the crowd gets into it passionately gets into like certain matches and spots um i'm really liking to i mean chris jericho this man you know it's crazy how i mean i've been watching him a long time now um and everything i i remember when he was in ecw for that small period of time then he went to wcw then eventually wwf slash e um and everything how he's reinvented himself over the the years and right now i would have to say that chris jericho might be number one from a character standpoint not necessarily from a wrestler because i mean he is advanced age he's almost 50 or whatnot so i won't go the wrestling route but just from a character standpoint he has to be number one because of how he's selling and promoting not just himself but he makes who he's wrestling looks good which i think has become a somewhat of a lost art once again gotta knock wwe for that once again but he he made Darby Allen in a match last night. He made him look better than he probably should look. I don't think anybody else could make Darby Allen look that good. I mean, I probably have to watch some more of his matches with, you know, like more main event guys to see. But I don't think Darby Allen will look as good as he did against anybody else of a star caliber. 
um, wrestler than he did against Chris Jericho. Um, the the tag team division, yeah, we still don't know what we really going to get there just yet, but I think that's going to come as time kind of goes by and they kind of figure a little bit more things out. Um, but for me overall, I have enjoyed AEW overall these past three weeks. Okay, Keita. Uh, for me, you see, what was Star Wars? I went to the show, actually, the first ever AEW show. It was a good show. I mean, down here, we don't get a lot down here, so it was fun going to. The crowd was into it. I saw a lot of botches live. I still didn't go back and watch the show, so I don't know, like, they cut it out or whatever. But my thing with them is, like, I do, as for me, I see too much of Cody. I get, like, he's in the storyline. And Kenny Omega, I like how they're going to ride with him, like, the opposite. Oh, this is a big star. He's in this company. He's going to be successful right now. He's, like, what, one in God knows whatever his record is right now. He sucked. But I like his I like his uh, rivalry with, um, not D'Ambrose, sorry, John Moxley. I, I'm liking that. And I actually like the tag team division. I like how the Young Bucks actually put over um, Private Party. And I like how I just, I like the tag team division right now because we don't really get that on uh, WWE television, Raw, SmackDown. Yeah, I guess I'm knocking them too, I guess. But with them, it's like, it's, it's, it's a new set of eyes. And some of the tag teams you do know if you watch other promotions. But I like the feeling like, okay, they're introducing these characters. For me, with the solo characters, like, you know, Sam single people they kind of struggling with that with me i mean we know derby and we know um jimmy habit but it's like i want to see more of them less of cody but i get you have to put cody rose on here because you know he's selling the the show too i get the young bucks but with cody it felt like to me they kind of pushing him down my throat already i mean of course it's his company in a way but it's like for me it's like him going against chris jericho they could have saved that. They could have had Jimmy, um, Jimmy had or somebody else, like you know, introduce another character and save Cody for like a big event. I mean, I don't think gear. What does it call gear? Something I don't know. It's full a board gear. Board. I yeah, full gear. I don't think that's a big show to me. So it's like they they could have saved Cody and Jericho unless they're gonna blow their low early and get the title off of Jericho, put on Cody, which I don't think they should do because. Chris Jericho right now is like Jason. He's phenomenal. Like I watched him since I was a kid. He's did an excellent job with all these characters. He go from the list. He goes to corny stuff to like stuff like wow. I didn't know you. He can do this. And I mean, it was like from New Japan, and he brought it to AEW. I just like the whole concept of Chris Jericho. The commentary team, they okay. I don't really care for them. I mean, it's not bad. It's always it's always good to hear Jim Ross. But have you ever? Did you ever even know like this is gonna happen? Like Jim Ross in 2019 and Jerry Lawler still commentating for somebody company on, on live television is weird, but I still both enjoy them. Like I enjoy them. Him and Tony Schiavone, it, it feel like it clashes at times, but it's not bad. Um, the cons, it's it's like botchy. Like I get they, you know, they still new to television. I get that. Like, but it's at this point, most of the wrestlers. They've been on shows, you know what I'm saying? Like, okay, they know what spot to do, what spot to cover. Or maybe it's the camera. You know, people who are um, operating the camera don't know, like, cut this scene or cut this thing. Even with WWE, when they used to be show, like, Triple H, he gave you the eyes, like, move the camera away from me. Somebody's coming. It's like, move the camera. So, for me, I think the con is more the camera work in AEW. And then, like, 
I like Cody Rose, but I'm not a big fan of his. It just less of him is more. I understand like he has to like be on television, but for me, with him, less is more when I see him. So that's that's my thoughts, and I love Private Party. Uh, Private Party. That's I love that team. They remind me of the Street Profits, but not on that level. It's a little similar, but it, I like them. Other than that, I got nothing else for you. I mean. Um, and this week, the crowd felt kind of dead to me um, watching the show, but that's just me. Really? To me, it felt like last week it was like popping. I think that was Boston last week, right? Because I, I watched them back to back. So I was like, oh, it, it don't feel like certain matches. Like, huh, it feel like y'all could be popping. I was popping for this moment. Why y'all not popping? Like certain moments I was watching. It was just like... Man, y'all should be popping for this. And then I heard on Twitter about the whole that's that's the thing I hate on Twitter. But like, oh, it's empty seats here. Oh my God, the show is not selling. I'm like, you gotta give people time to come in the building. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like y'all doing this on purpose. Give people time. But like yeah, like yesterday, it, it didn't feel like it was like. I guess it's not gonna be like the first two shows like really popping. To me, I'm talking about like doing the match. Like the other show, it was just like all through the show. They was popping. This one feel kind of uh. They picked these spots to me. Hmm. I thought the crowd was pretty good, but maybe I was just maybe it was in my head. Um, uh, maybe it's, I'm sick, so it might be me. But it just when I watched it, I was like, oh okay, I feel like they, they could be better to me. I don't know. I mean, the match was as good yesterday. I think um, in which everything both of y'all said was fair and pretty much the same things I've been thinking. But um, I do also think that as far as the the three weeks that has been gone past, I think they're doing a good job. I think they're doing a good job of establishing, well, first of all, the heel stable, Chris Jericho and his heel stable. That's why I have no issues. Me, I have no issues with the whole Cody thing because he's not winning the title. Mm-hmm. Um, nope. so supposedly they're only doing four big paper, four pay-per-views a month. So this will be the last mm. one for this year, and they'll be doing four next year. So this kind of uh, is that, okay. so this is a big pay-per-view because – I guess they're going to throw everything mm-hmm. on it because they know they're not going to do it until next year. Um, the tag division is great. I think that's what they're going to hang their hat on. Private Party is awesome. You know, I think Private Party is a younger you're right, a younger version of the Street Profits, but Street Profits when they first turned 21. Because that's what they are. The young guys, they mm-hmm. pretty much, you know, they like to club and party, and they that's their yeah. character. So if – I know younger people can relate to that. Yeah. You know, I know the young thrashers who skateboard can relate to Darby Allen or whatever. So that's cool for them or whatever. I think they're hitting a lot of things in the first week, first two weeks, getting um, Sammy, uh, Sammy, uh, what's his name? You know, the guy with Chris Jericho. They got him. Gavard, Gavard. I need to talk about yeah. Yeah, they got him going. Yeah. So it's like they're doing stuff very well as far as getting certain acts over. Because I know a lot of people are saying, well, what about Omega? And what the thing is, is they're saying you need to get Omega over with the casuals. Because all the casuals heard was Kenny Omega this, Kenny Omega that. Mm. And he's not really getting over. Because like you said, his record is weak. But is a, is a reason behind that because... Yeah, they're doing that on purpose, yeah. I yep. guess. You know, the hardcore fans is basically, hey, you know, they're going to go in. They're all going to be undefeated. Like like I said earlier, I like how the young boys put them over. Because I was like, wait a minute, what? They put it over them? That's awesome. That's great storytelling. That's what it was. They do great storytelling over there. 
In, our, in my in my opinion. Yeah, they do. And, and it's like I was telling somebody, I think I was telling um I think on last week's show I was saying that I think Cody, the Bucks, and Omega, they were super aware of the internet and what they were saying about oh, they only gonna book their sales, they only gonna put their sales sales over and yeah. it could be a good and bad thing. Because it could be you know, it's good because then they're aware of it so they know how to book book now. But it could be a thing of, well, maybe we should be pushing Omega a little bit more. Just, you know, just so casuals can know. Maybe his, maybe he should have won this match here, this match there, or whatever it may be. Um, I saw a lot of people on social media going, going crazy about Marco's stunt last night, in which I didn't have a, <laughs> I didn't have an issue with it. I get what people were saying, but, uh, you know, you have uh, Phoenix – and uh, 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 Pentagon Jr. and I get it; those two guys are awesome. But I'm not sure when they found out about uh, Luchasaurus's injury. So if it was a last minute thing and they just had to throw uh, Marco Stunt out, uh, Marco Stunt out there, I'm like, well, you know, that was the time allotted. That was the time for a match. That's what they had to do. Um, and it wasn't like he was going out there slamming people. <laughs> you. <laughs> It's almost yeah. like sometimes social media makes stuff sound make you think you crazy at what you seeing. They almost made it think he was out there slamming people, power bombing people. <laughs> no, he was a little yeah. guy doing little guy moves, being quick, and it was what it was. It didn't hurt Pentagon Jr. It didn't hurt Phoenix. They still won the match. Three months from now, nobody's gonna remember this match. Nobody. And plus the crowd was into it. They was behind Marco's stunt. So it is it's a it was a good like feel good you know moment match the the crowd was behind this little guy taking on these taking on these dudes and at one point I, I mean there was one spot in the match where Pentagon he tosses him to uh Phoenix and you thinking oh Phoenix gonna catch him and like do some crazy slam or something he turns that into a freaking DDT on him and it's like and then he got the Hurricane Rana then. I mean, what's crazy about it is that you you almost forgot that Jungle Boy was even a part of the match. Yeah, at certain but, points. Yeah, because it it was just so eye popping seeing this little almost little kid in the ring. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's that. There's a Shorty Gable right there. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. yeah. It, <laughs> it, see, that makes more sense for that. Uh, yeah, it was. I just think AEW's in the place where. If you if if you riding with them right now, you're gonna keep on going down the line. If you having issues with it right now, then you'll probably still have issues with it later. And if you jumped off, you're not gonna jump back in. That's why just the way I see it right now. Um, I think it's it's a it's a different product because I think that they are trying to do some different things that WWE now. Now the one thing I think that people forget is wrestling is wrestling. It ain't so much you can do different. In wrestling, you're still going to have your run-ins. You're still going to have referees not doing their job. You get what I'm saying? It's like things that you're not going to change the wheel, but you can try to bring it and show it in a different light and different acts, different uh, feels and stuff like that. Because right now, they're the cool product. Now, three months from now, next year, it may be a different story. Mm -hmm. But right now, I mean, I think it's a good product. I think people should, you know, try to get invested or try to look at it at least because of what I'm noticing now. And y'all can tell me if I'm wrong. And this will probably be the last topic for tonight. I feel like that 
there's a thing of if you wave the WWE flag, you got to shit on AEW. And if you wave the AEW flag, you got to find a way to shit on WWE, which you could just like both and watch both of them. But for some reason, and like maybe it's social media, social media had made it this thing of, well, I'm going to try to find everything that's wrong with AEW because I don't like them for whatever reason it may be. Whatever made up. Now, I have friends that have said, you know, I'm just indifferent with it right now. I don't know how I feel. You know, they got certain acts that I don't particularly care for. And that's fair. But just to, like, nitpick on, oh, mm-hmm. look at the referee missed this. Uh, w- and y'all always want to jump on WWE for doing this. WWE been doing this for, what, 30, 40 years? Of course we're going to jump on them for a company that's been doing it for, what, three weeks? Okay. What's crazy about when anybody say that the referee missed something in a, in a wrestling match, is like, how long have you been watching wrestling? <laughs> because... <laughs> I mean, you know, people kind of forget the referee play. The referee's place in a match is probably the most important part of the whole match. If you really, if you really know how a match works, take them to school. Take them to school. Tell them the referee is the most important part of the match. So, for someone to say that the referee is missing something, you know, maybe that's all a part. Oh, the plan. Well, okay. In some cases. Let me clean it up. What people were saying that is that AEW said they were going to have a more sports-like feel. And Mm -hmm. that the referee last night, I'm not sure in what match, or it might have been two matches. Yeah, it was in one tag match and another tag match. That, yeah, Pentagon and Phoenix, they were both in the ring, and they tagged. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that was considered a tag in the match. Like, they were both inside the ring. And they tagged each other for a tag. And I saw people just ripping that like, oh, but if this, this was WWE, y'all would be running down their throats and saying this and saying that. I'm just like, cut it. Stop it. What? My question is, is to you, Jeff, like on your Twitter, do you have young people on your Twitter feed? Because that's, that's what it sound like to me, not what? older people. Unless people are being very sarcastic about it. It, that, that's, it tag, they tag. I mean, for Christ said, we saw a uh, pin the wrong way by camera. I mean, <laughs> it's wrestling, so it's like my my question is is to you is on your Twitter feed, what is your audience? Because my audience is like mixed. Yeah, I with think like you I, know, I think it's mixed, but I'm not sure because it something happened once I started doing the podcast. Something weird happened, and I'm not sure what, but I have this really diverse you know just a diverse group of people so I'm not sure of certain ages and some of them I am sure I can tell I can always tell someone my age I can always tell somebody who's super young but then it's just it's just certain people I'm not sure I'm not sure and I don't even take the time to look and see because I just don't but it's it's different it's different. And like I said, I, I get it, too. It's like the social media age has made it so that you can wave a flag for a certain thing and just bash a certain thing. Like, it's a difference from bashing and critiquing. Like, I figure out, like, sometimes I'm critiquing. Like, I want them to be better on Raw as far as storylines. That's a critique. I, yeah. I'm not bashing, the, like, the, trying to bash the wrestlers. But you'll have people who will come and say, 
oh, well, Seth Rollins wrestled better than Kenny Omega, and Kenny Omega is trash. It's just weird. I, I think that's more trolling. I yeah. think than that because some people do it. Like I might, I do it to Jay all the time. But like, yeah, you know, I'm a Dixie Call of Fame. Like, oh my god! Like, if you don't shut up, it's just to entertain <laughs> him, you know. But on Twitter, you have people probably don't have jobs. They probably just sit in the house all day. They probably bored. They have you know no probably awkward social whatever. They just random people and just get it. They just get it. Like they just get a joy of like messing with other people. Like sometimes I might say something crazy, you know, like just to be fun. But you have people who will troll you like, oh my god, Seth Rollins the greatest all time. How can you tell me something different? And then you will put your whole point out there. And they be like, but you, your point don't matter. He's still awesome. You saw that shitty thing he just did on the <laughs> promo? He's awesome. No. It's like you have people. And I think, I mean, I can't talk for Jay, but I backed off for Twitter. If you look at my page now versus years ago, you can never find something I was like, if I say something like an hour ago, it would be like almost tomorrow you will find it. Now it's like you can find it because I'm not really on Twitter that much because I see all this negativity. Yeah. You know, and then uh, the back with the AEW thing, the reason I didn't know about the four pay per views because I tried to like cut all that out. So I didn't know this was their last pay per view. So I might go now because I didn't know the last pay per view because I'm trying to cut out all the spoilers. And I know you, you have to, you do a podcast. I get yeah, it. Yeah, I get yeah. it. But it just, I, well, AEW, I was trying to see a blind eye. Like, oh, okay, pay per view coming here. I didn't know it was the last pay per view because yeah. I, I, didn't, I didn't research it. Because I'm trying to come in from, you know, just a, a new fan. Don't want no negativity. And I, I, we probably follow the same people. I see people on there talking about, oh, AEW going to last probably a year. TNA sit around. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I get that all the time. And then back to your thing with the whole, like, bashing WWE, you got Impact Wrestling. I think I said something about Impact one time. <laughs> and they're like, what? You don't like such a such a? I, I said, yeah. I've watched Impact. It's been a long time. I didn't like this wrestler, but he looks weird. You can't talk about this wrestler today. He been, he been busting his ass. I'm like, first of all, whoa, whoa, time out. I'm checking out the product. It's been a long time. I watched it since Aces and Eight. Give me a break. Oh, but you have I think Impact Wrestling fans are worse than you know WWE fans. You may they be right. You... They are, I went through. I was like, oh, my God. And I, I know other podcasters like Wrestling Sue, Don Tony. Like They go through these people, these trolls. I'm like, I'm so blessed I don't go through that because that's just a, that's just a headache. Like, I, they are worse than me. I got a damn near report about why I should be watching Impact Wrestling from this person on Twitter. They are faithful. And I read the first two sentences and I just deleted the everything that was written because I was just like, no, I'm not doing this. And what I've learned is when it comes to uh, wrestling, I keep my circle of people that I talk to, my circle of people. Like if somebody say something that I don't know or sideways, <clears throat> it matters how what they say and how they say if I entertain it. Anybody else that's, that I talk to about wrestling or I have on the podcast, or I know I can communicate about wrestling. Well, oh, yeah, we can chop it up and talk. But I just, you know, I ignore all that madness because it's just, it, it becomes it becomes insane some of the things that you would hear, and I will never forget that day. All I said was that I used to watch Impact TNA Wrestling. Don't watch it anymore. But, I, you know, I'm happy for the fans that, you know, got the, they on Access TV now so they can watch it. So I get go to my DM. I'm like, what the 
hell is this? And it was just this long thing, and I was just like, no, I'm not doing this. Because they I, probably they probably cop, copy and paste too. You probably mm, not the only one that said that, and then they just kept mm, it and just gave it to everybody it who was said that. Insane. But like again, I, I'm genuinely happy for those people that get to sit there and watch uh, Impact because I was like, how were y'all watching it before? Because I know you could go on Twitch, but that <laughs> channel that it was on before, I, I couldn't Pursuit. find it. <laughs> but but it, I, I, they uh, they need to do. There needs to be. A ESPN thirty for yep. thirty or something yep. mm-hmm. to figure out how this company has survived. It's a cockroach. <laughs> it's survived. It's I, I'm not. I'm. I'm not bashing that. Is that they survived and everything? It's good that they survived, but it's an anomaly because they have been around now longer than WCW had in its entire run. We're so we are most definitely gonna get like a four part mini series about this because it's insane when you think about. Where it started, who it started with, where it went to, who it went to, it's just like it how many how many bosses have they had? Uh, what, Jeff Jarrett, well, Jeff and Jerry Jarrett, uh Dixie Carter. Wait a minute, it went to Jeff, right? It went to Jeff it went well, to him and well, his dad to Jeff. Yeah, him and his dad to him to Jeff by himself. Um then then Dixie Carter, I think. And then, I mean, what's his name? Vince Russo. He came in somewhat as like a a creative, some other what. We and that's when he, and we then he brought know. in Hogan and Bischoff and all this. Uh, madness. <laughs> that's a that's a whole show for itself. Yeah, right? that's a whole show for another day. But um, yeah. But like I said, closing it out. I just think that I just think we as wrestling fans. And I just talk like everybody. I just think it could just be a better community. I think because sometimes <laughs> I, I, it won't be. Yeah, I know it, it won't be because people are always yeah. gonna be people. But I just mm. think, yo, I'm just like sometimes we need to check some of these people. That's the reality of because if you check them, the reality of is think if you check them, they ain't gonna say nothing. What are they gonna do? No, always. Sometimes they troll your ass, and then your your account would be de- deactivated. Be like, what the hell happened to my account? Because they they feel like, oh, you def you defeated me. I had to get you some back somehow. I have to get you back or something. People yeah, do that. People got way seen, too much time. Seeing people's account get suspended for a couple of days or whatever it is for this. Yeah. but it's just like, uh, like what's the what's the point? Like we all like wrestling. That's the one common thing we all do have. So if you like New Japan and I like WWE and this person like AEW, like what does it matter? Like it's not do you think like these guys like okay, take for instance the a little squabble or a little talk of Seth Rollins and uh Will Ospreay. Yeah, that went you know, back and forth for well, a day or two or whatever. I'm pretty sure they chopped it up in the DMs and was like, yo, I shouldn't have said this. Yeah, you're right. I shouldn't have said that. And whatever, whatever. Because at the end of the day, they both colleagues. Like, they yeah. both in the wrestling game. And while we sitting here saying, I'm going to pump this flag. And, you know, you know, they're not doing that. Because the reality is they could end up, Will Ospreay could end up in WWE, hopefully if his neck is okay, in the next year or two. And yeah. they'd be working together. And then we would be saying, oh, well, you know, uh, I, I didn't know this was going to happen. No, stop. Like, wrestling is a business, too. This is not like, yeah. I don't know. Sometimes fans can make it worse. 
Yeah. Oh, they do. Yeah. They they definitely do. But I think with the whole stuff and him, it, it was like it's more of a company thing. Like when you are part of a company, of course you're gonna say it's the greatest thing. You know what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. like a if you're a part of something, you know. I think that was more what between them two was like. Oh, I say this because my company is better. I mean, he had to. What else is the hell stuff? Wrong gonna say it sucked. Yeah. Raw suck. He he smoked, yeah, that. he did the right thing. He, if he yeah. might could think it. It came to a company yeah, thing. It was just exactly. It just got. Yeah, he ain't see a phone, so he can't do that. It got it got murky when he started talking about his wallet. That's that's when it got murky. Yeah, like, I liked it. it. I liked it because yeah. it was also. But the, you know what? That was Seth Rollins. If you go to the twenty four seven, the whole thing on um, W. I know I'm, I'm plugging. I'm so sorry for that on your show. I do apologize. I hate plugging them. <laughs> it, it's it's the whole thing with him and uh, Becky Lynch, and he was like, "Yeah, I just." I think it was the whole storyline with Corbin and Lacey Evans. He's like, "Yeah, I don't like people turn on me." So he he's one of them. He get very defensive, and mm-hmm. then he had to just go. And then later he was like, "Oh my God, I'm so sorry for saying that." He's one of them people. He get butt hurt. This so. is fine. I mean, I think didn't he deactivate his Twitter? Cause yeah, he did. Cause old girl was doing his using doing putting out his tweets. That makes you think, man. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. Well, what what man? You mean recently? I thought yeah. He the, uh, look, I, thought I heard he just did it because he just sick of the fans. Oh, okay. No, so like I don't know the whole story, but the little I got was that somehow it came out that she was tweeting for him and mm. so he deactivated his twitter that day <laughs> dummy why would you mm. give her the password or like if you're relationship with, with somebody you don't if you give them the password change it completely like go to another password i hope i hope they wasn't sharing the whole uh gmail account with each other well, Lord I mean, they are mm. engaged so you never know what was going on because mm. you know i mean she is the mon when the man come around uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, we just close it out there for the night. I really appreciate you guys jumping on the show, my third show episode of I'm Not Dave Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> and uh, before we go, one more time, at least plug your uh, social media where people can check you out there and where they can find your show. Jay, you could do it this time, and I got a question after you've done <laughs> All right, well. You can find our shows on uh, SoundCloud, Stitcher, I well, Apple Podcasts. That's what it is now, apparently. Oh, what not? Uh, Keaton J Show. Uh, like I said, that's where we do our shows, talk wrestling and whether whatever other topics we decide to come up with on our shows. Um, and of course, on the Twitter at Keita and J Show. Uh, you can find us there and everything like that. Um, also, well, we are on Facebook. We had a, a group page and I mean, I could promote the Instagram, but we don't really use it that much anymore. Occasionally. Um, occasionally. I, I but, occasionally. Yeah. But yeah. You can still follow us over there though, too. And everything. But yeah, like I say, if you want to hear more of these type of, you know, talks and things like that, you can, like I say, check us out on the Keita and J show. Okay. What is your question, Keita? My, why you sound like that? I know, like, about, I, know, I know what you're about to ask. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? What am I Go asking? ahead and ask it. I'll, no, I'll... tell me if I can tell you wrong. The name of the podcast. The name like. of the podcast. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, yes. I'm going to tell you the shortened version. And if you want to hear the longer version, you had to go back and listen to my 
podcast. Uh, I got a story to tell. I think it's either episode one or two. I don't know which one it is. But it's okay. only 10 minutes. The one is 10 minutes. Basically, you know, as I was getting ready to start my wrestling podcast, I was thinking that maybe I should get a permanent co-host. So what I was doing was going around, you know, talking to different people, seeing what was up and seeing, you know, picking their brain and stuff like that. Because what I wanted was I didn't want a show where we were sitting there just getting mad and bashing stuff. I wanted more of a show where we could just come and talk and, you know, more of a critiquing show and being a little more positive than negative because you always have those negative shows that's out there that can just you just weigh you down and like bro is this all you're going to talk about bro, I hate Roman Reigns I hate Roman Reigns I hate Roman Reigns I hate Roman Reigns you don't want to hear that the whole time so basically I was trying to find different people and what we were doing was what I was doing was doing like test run shows where we would like talk for 15 to 30 minutes and just do a test run show so this one guy that I was thinking about you know being the co-host he didn't like roman reigns man he didn't like roman reigns and he let it be known any chance he got so this goes on and i'm just like yeah man you know i don't think this is gonna work out and you know i guess he didn't like the news or whatever stuff like that so he just proceeds to tell me inward you're not dave what? So I just started laughing and it was funny to me or whatever, whatever. So I went on Twitter and talked about it. Everybody was joking. I was just like, you know what? That's just going to be the name of my podcast. I'm not Dave. So he figured that Uh-oh. I was trying to be Dave Meltzer. But and also, too, trying to plug uh. T-shirts. He was trying to plug his cousin's T-shirt. Man, it was just messy. Oh. It was messy. Mm. Where did you meet this guy from? <laughs> Actually, I blame you more than him. <laughs> Actually, the whole you missed the energy. <laughs> the whole thing was that I think we we were talking on a, a wrestling website, but I had been to on this. I've been in this group for the longest time. And he was we were always like just chop it up, talk, 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 talk. So I guess when he once once the microphone or once he figured he was on a podcast, mm. wow, and I'm. Thinking about releasing? No, I'm not gonna do it. I still have the audio. Put it like okay, this. you you can you can send it to me, and I want to listen to it. You know, I, I want to I, hear it. I don't think I, I'm curious. I'm keeping this with myself because I feel like it's something that's gonna be done with it. I'm gonna do something with it. I just don't know what right now. Or like when I do every year, like I said in the beginning, what I do highlights of the year that could be, and then and uh, me and Jay we would critique like what we talked about. So maybe you can do that. For your like uh, beginning of 2020, you could do that. 2020, listen to 2019 when someone called me an N-word. Well, it was fine. You know, I mean, he was a brother, but it was just the fact that he said, "I'm not Dave," and I was like, "Whoa, <laughs> this dude! Said I'm trying to be Dave Meltzer. What is going on here?" So my ultimate, my ultimate goal is one day just for Dave Meltzer to give me a drop and say, "Jeff, you're not Dave." If I can get him to say that to open my show. <laughs> Everything is fine. Yeah. Everything's perfectly fine. But yeah, that's the name of the podcast. It's, I figured out it was too funny not to use it. So, yeah. It is what it is. But I want to thank you guys again for being on the show. We definitely will have to do this again. Uh, And yeah, uh, we will sign off. But before we sign off, I have to tell you 
something very important, Keita and Jay. Okay. And that yeah. is, the, I'm not Dave. <laughs> 